Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for... And, and Another, Another thing. thing. Where we talk about current events. Pop culture. Things we love. Things we don't. All slathered in gobs of laughter. And all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for... And, and Another, Another thing, thing with Darcy and, and Kelly. The Podcast. <laughs> Today's podcast is entitled, Could We Be Any Sadder? Mm. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things to be sad about right yeah. now. It's, uh, it's probably hard times right now for a lot of people. Indeed. So the elephant in the room, I'm sure a lot of you are expecting us to talk about the Israeli-Palestinian war. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I thought a lot of long and hard about it because obviously I have a lot of opinions on it but it's super super personal to me and I'm just tired I'm tired mm. of trying to explain Middle Eastern politics to mm. people <laughs> if you're new here two things to know Kelly is a Jew Darcy is a Gentile the other thing is if you hear our bell that means to drink drink your beverage of choice but yeah, so what did you not want to say about it? <laughs> well, it's heartbreaking on both sides. Mm-hmm. I do not obviously condone innocent children being killed in Palestine. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not hard-hearted. But I do absolutely think that Israel has the right to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people who don't understand when they chant things that they think are harmless, like from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free, or when they tear down the posters mm-hmm. of the... the yeah, I just saw that this week. Yeah. ...of the hostages. That's really harmful, and it's really, it's just anti-Semitism, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there's just, uh, to the ri- from the river to the sea just means that the complete annihilation of Israel. That is what that saying means. It's not a harmless oh, little chant. Okay. No, it is not a harmless little chant. It literally means to annihilate all of Israel. Wow. And the thing that people don't understand, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't talk about it, <laughs> right? <laughs> is Hamas is purposely keeping the Palestinian people from fleeing the country so they mm-hmm. could use them as, as shields, human shields. Yeah. They are hiding munitions in mosques, schools, hospitals. That hospital that was, everybody thought Israel bombed and it turned out to be um, another Palestinian terrorist group that bombed it. Um, that's Hamas's headquarters. Yeah. Under the, under the maternity ward is actually their headquarters. Wow. So uh, I would just say, uh, think about it before you uh, slam Zionists and slam Israel for... It, let me put it this way. If Israel put down their arms tomorrow, there'd be no Israel. Yeah. We'd be annihilated. Mm-hmm. If Hamas put their arms down tomorrow, there'd be a two-state solution. I have right. no doubt. Israel wants Probably, peace. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Uh, and I say we because I was raised in an extremely Zionist household. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And for people who say you can be Jewish and not and be anti-Zionist, I'm not sure that's true, but I would welcome conversation about that because I do have two mm -hmm. very close friends who feel that way. But that's what I didn't want to say about it. But Darcy, as a non-Jew, <laughs> um, and obviously you you print you type the news and you've seen you you've had to deal with it a lot what are your opinions mm. well most of what i have to type to be honest i just kind of tune out because it's about the horrible things that are happening over there they're reporting on the bombings and this and that and the other i have to say this do you as, do david muir no once in a while okay. uh, not regularly but well, i do one that i do watch every night yeah, yeah well because this is going on i type uh gma3 the third oh, hour of gma yeah. in the afternoon a few times a week and so there's updates daily on yeah. on what's going on the it's hard for me to know how to feel about any of it because growing up in an evangelical household Evangelicals are pro-Israel no matter what because they are the taught to believe that when Israel gets its freedom and gets to keep its land, then Jesus comes for everybody. That's So they're pro-Israel no matter what. I, and and as the United States, are, the, the Israel's been our ally for years and years and years. It's the only we democratic country them. in all of the yeah. Middle East. Yeah, but this war, zuh, <laughs> This yeah. battle between Israel and Palestine has been going on for absolute centuries, mm -hmm. millennia. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's so complicated. It, who knows who started what? Like, it's it just is. so and crazy complicated. There's so much history there. There's yeah. so much history there. And so my feeling is I'm not going to sit here. I want my Jewish friends to know I am their ally and they're always safe with me. Absolutely, 100%. Would you hide me? Absolutely. <laughs> Yay. That, no question. No question. I don't know where, but I'd find a place. Um, <laughs> in my little 800 square foot apartment. <laughs> but I guess my feeling is what I care about is I don't want innocent people to die. And while we need to support Israel because they've been our ally as far as the United States goes, I don't see anything wrong with sending aid to the civilians of Palestine who Agreed. are being screwed I, over. I completely agree. And, and have no say in any of this. Well, you know? and why is, I mean, that's another whole complicated thing. Why are the borders to Syria and Egypt not open for Palestinians to leave? Right. Other Arab nations are yeah. not letting Palestinians. It's, yeah, I, it's, believe, I believe they need aid. I have no problem with that. And I think... I just think now is not the time to call for a ceasefire. Hmm. Yes, let humanitarian hmm. aid in. Can I also say this little thing, though? No. I think you can... <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm treading lightly here. No, By no. all means, everybody, we want to... You know, we're always open to conversation. My feeling is Israel needs to abide by the rules of engagement in war. Like, I don't want them to be coming back with knocking on doors and burning families alive. You know, like that does not need, they need to follow the rules of war. And so I think you can be pro-Israel and be somewhat disconcerted about how they've treated their own people in the past as well. But that's another discussion for another day that well, I really don't feel like I yeah, have well, anything to say about. Yeah, well, and that's kind of why I didn't want to get into this, but yeah, I just <laughs> want to say one other thing about that, mm -hmm. about the rules of engagement. They get blurred sure. when yeah. the terrorists are blatantly using... Do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. And they're using the money that goes to them, the fuel that's going to them, 
mm -hmm. to the Palestinians, the aid, the humanitarian aid, right. to uh, for their own pockets. None mm -hmm. of the Hamas leaders are in Palestine right now. They're in their oh, I believe it compounds, you know, yeah. hundreds of miles away. And I agree with the rules of engagement. I believe with the Geneva Convention. In, <laughs> thank yeah. you. Um, but that all goes out the window when mm -hmm. the terrorists are using, uh, are, right. like I said, storing storing munitions under schools and mosques and You're hospitals. Right. And they're not playing fair. But I hope that Israel and there's can a lot, find a way to right. uh, no, I avoid agree. hurting the innocent And they're people. trying. They are yeah. trying to get them to flee. They are trying to. Uh, they're warning them. Ground strikes are coming. Ground strikes are coming. Right. Please get, get out. out. Please get out. Please get out. But if there's nowhere there's for no, them to escape, that's the thing. There's nowhere so to go. There's nowhere to go. Off. And Egypt won't let them in. And anyway, yeah. so we didn't want to talk about it, but that's my feelings <laughs> on it. And again, so. it could be another four, four more shows. Mm -hmm. And I would just one other thing I would say: please just don't believe all of everything you hear coming out of Palestine because mm -hmm. it has been proven. It's Pallywood, they are uh, taping. There's this one guy who's been shown as a bomb survivor, uh, an uh, emergency doctor. He's one who dug a kid out of the rubble and the kid was spotlessly clean with his hair combed. Hmm. They are making propaganda videos. Yeah. And I'm not saying everything that Israel does is is mm. right either. I'm not saying that. Just and vet, you guys. Like, do some digging. Yeah. If you really want to know what's going on, especially those of us who have only had one side of the story the entirety of our lives being, you know, evangelical Christians. We, we you know, I, I just, for me, it's all about there. The world has no actual borders. Maps have borders. Right. So my feeling is I'm so tired of us fighting over land and this is mine. No, this is mine. No, you can't have it. No, you can't have it. It's just... I'm just so tired of it I'm, all, I'm, you know. And also, if you want to learn more, talk to an Israeli. Mm -hmm. Find an Israeli. You must have an Israeli friend or know an Israeli. Talk to them what it was like living, having to worry about, you know, getting on your school bus and having it bombed yeah. daily. Yeah. Like, we knew that after 9-11, but this is what Israelis live with daily. And have for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we did not talk about that, but <laughs> we are going to talk about our precious Matthew Perry oh. passing. And he was 54. basically the fourth in a, the string was Suzanne Somers passed. Right. Then Piper Laurie, like oh, the day after, right. from the mom from Carrie, yeah. brilliant, brilliant actress, and Richard Roundtree. Right, the Shaft. original Shaft, yeah. and has been in. I just went through his IMDb and just looked up. He's been in pretty much every show I've ever loved. He's and showed man, up. And man, he was not bad to look at. Yeah, he was a good looking. He started out as a model, I found out. Oh, I yeah. did not know that. So, yeah, Mr. Dashing, Mr. Roundtree, but Matthew Perry. And I actually knew Matt. You did? Yeah. From LAC? Yeah. I wondered if, okay. Yeah. So, LA Connection is an improv um, organization. That's So, I, I wrote Cal. it down. I figured it out. It was like 87 or 88. I okay. think when I knew him and he was on his tail. He was just leaving when I was coming up, mm -hmm. but probably not an appropriate story for this show. But 
I actually had a little makeout session <gasps> with him in front of the chimney sweep bar. <laughs> so this wasn't on stage in a scene. You just no. macked with him. Oh my goodness. Was he a good kisser? Totally. Nice to know. I thought you knew that. I did not know that. No. And I didn't mention no. it on Halloween because I thought it was like, uh, that everybody had just found out. And I'm like, yeah, that hey, day. Hey, hey, hey. No, but I feel, I thought you knew, but yes. Mm -mm. Um, and the sad thing was, and I probably shouldn't tell tales out of school, but the reason we weren't in the parking lot is he was waiting for somebody to meet him in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, she said, with drugs. Right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to tell. He you know was waiting what? for his dealer. He probably would say the same thing. He you was know, waiting point, for the deal, his yeah. dealer in the parking wow, lot. Wow, so it goes with that far back. Yeah. Wow. Well, obviously we all know that he's been very outspoken and wrote a whole book about his struggles and stuff. And I saw a snippet, all sorts of snippets are flying all over the internet right now, but there was a talk show he was on that was uh, across the pond somewhere, a British show or something, and this totally pretentious punk-ass guy had written a book basically claiming that addiction is not a disease and people need to stop using it as an excuse to stay in their victimhood and blah, blah, blah. Oh and Matthew my. Perry is sitting there going, God. okay, you've clearly not done any research on what this actually is. He goes, addiction is an allergy of the body. That's science. <laughs> he goes, not everybody has this allergy. Right. But those of us who do have to, it's basically when they say it's not your fault, it's not your fault. Right. You know, and you don't know you have this allergy of the body until you it, it starts getting out of control for you. And you start something and you're like, hey, this makes me feel so yeah, much better. I mean, so much better. There's so many things that you hear about um, him saying. I, I mean, there are, like you said, so many snippets have been coming out. Mm -hmm. But I... One of the things, and it's in in the book too, is that he said, "I don't like to watch myself because I could see if I'm puffy, mm -hmm. I was doing, I was on alcohol. If I'm skinny, it was pills. If yeah. I'm this, it was that. It, you know, he mm -hmm. said, I can tell you what addiction was taking over by looking at what season I was in. Yeah, but he did say yeah. he never came to set loaded ever. Mm -hmm. Right." Would he just leave? Just waited for and the rest of the time. Exactly. Yeah. And he also said, in this same snippet of the show, he said, the guy was saying, it's willpower, it's willpower. He's like, it's not willpower. And he's like, you have no willpower to not take a drink. He goes, I have right now, in, where I'm at, after rehab and fighting this hard today, all these years of my life, today, I have the willpower power not to take the first drink because I know I cannot stop after that first drink. Yeah. So that's all the willpower I have. Right. He goes, but I have to work my program really hard every day to make sure I don't take that one drink and it's something I have to, this is the obsession of my life right. and it'll never end. Right. You know, so it's just like, I think a lot of people when they read a book of, of somebody who's come out of, you know, addiction in an addicted, an addicted period, they go, oh, how nice, they're all better. You know, nah, no, nah. It's That's every just single the beginning. day. That is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. Detoxing and going for thirty days, ninety days, whatever. That's just the beginning. Yeah. It's going back to your regular life that you're, you know, uh -huh. with people. Where who all are, your triggers are. Yeah. Another thing he said. And uh, another thing. Ah! 
And another thing is that he didn't want to just be remembered. And, mm -hmm. and this was not too long ago. He said, when I die, I don't want to just be remembered for friends. I want to be remembered that I was the guy who was helping people. Right. And there was a, there's a, a foundation that his parents um, started in his name, the Matthew mm. Perry Foundation, that is going to give okay. He also addicts. opened a rehab in Malibu yeah. for men himself. So before, you know, obviously when he was still here, but I just, it's, it's, I'm getting choked up. I know, <laughs> I know. It's super, it's, I think because we all felt like I'm we the knew same him. age. And when they were struggling 20-somethings on a television show, I was a struggling 20-something. Not nearly as great as an, of an apartment. But, <laughs> but I, just, I just could really identify and relate. And, and uh, yeah, it feels like I lost like we, a real friend. Like I was going to say, like, even though I did know him briefly, but everybody feels like they mm -hmm. knew him. Yeah. And that's, and uh, he talks about how one of his writer friends was saying that uh, he and Matthew were working on a script together and uh, they were on the phone and Matt was saying that he's just really stu uh, stuck, like in his head. And the friend said, well, just go out and take a walk. That's what I do. And he's mm -hmm. like, dude, I can't go out and walk. And he's like, what? And he's like, I can't just go out and take a walk. People are going to... I'm Matthew fucking Perry. <laughs> right. You know? Well, I mean, he didn't say or that, but he's he like, where can I go? Where yeah. can I go? But it is funny. He came into my bookstore one time. I was general manager of a bookstore in Century City, and he came in, and he was looking around, and I went up to him, and, like, people were, you know, staring, and I went up mm -hmm. to him, and I said... Hey, aren't you that guy? And he like looked, you know, like kind of like a sneer. And I go, that was at the L.A. Connection. <laughs> <laughs> and his eyes went right wide open. And I'm not pretending he remembered me, but he looked at my name tag and he's like, Kelly. So <laughs> <laughs> my sister used to work at a bakery. This is Jody Ann and Mandy. Both my sisters worked at a bakery called Susina, which no longer exists, but. Jody Ann said he came in one day when she was working and she said he was the nicest guy. He was really cheerful. He was really, well, what's this? And what's in this? And, what's on this? and she goes, I think he probably was on something. She goes, but he was really nice and really kind. And she goes, and his eyes are lavender. She said, they're not blue. They are lavender. Oh, beautiful. And I was just like, yeah. So anyway... Rest in peace, Matthew. Thank you Absolutely. for Thank all you. the laughs. Thank you for the joy you gave so many of us. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. I, well, <sighs> and, and don't ruin your lashes. You just had them done. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we so, love yes, you forever. Love Friends you. forever. BFFs. Okay. So maybe a guy from the same time period that's not as nice. Mm. Well, he's ten. He's about ten years younger. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So really. Well, so much for my segue. Fuck it's that. still a good segue. <laughs> this guy's not nice, but we're in relation to Miss Brittany Spears. We're on the same page, right? Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> Making sure I wrote things down right. Brittany just put out a memoir about, The you Woman know, and Me. The Woman and Me, about all the stuff that she wanted a chance to tell her story. And a whole bunch of crap came out about Mr. Justin Timberlake. Yep. And 
like we knew it got a little ugly when he was writing songs and having a look-alike in his videos of Britney right. and stuff like that and and made it look like she was the one that did all well, the cheating. Well, everybody and, vilified her for mm -hmm, so long. For so long. When he did that Crimea River and exactly. what goes around comes around, all mm -hmm. those songs were like, oh my God, Britney did him dirty. Mm -hmm. mm -mm -mm. Guess what, y'all? They both cheated on each other multiple times. And what I didn't know is that they actually lived together. They had a home together in Orlando, Florida. I did so not. So this whole Britney as a virgin, you know, kind of thing. Well, and she she even said that in her book, that that was just her parents put that out there. Yep. She had already, you know, she's like, mm -hmm. I don't even know why that was a thing. And she's always been very clear on being comfortable in her sexuality, being comfortable being a hot girl. Right. And that that was okay to use, that was the everybody's meal ticket, but then they had this whole, she's a virgin and this, this whole sweet little puppy love thing with Justin right. Timberlake. They had a fully realized adult relationship. They were living together. Well, and not for nothing, he was 19, she was 17, so it mm -hmm. was actually not legal. Well, maybe in Florida. Maybe in Florida, it's... South of the Mason-Dixon. Yeah, Dixon, exactly. You know, we're not sure, but... But the big yeah. thing um, was that Britney got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And Justin uh, insisted on her having an abortion. Mm-hmm. Because he thought they were too young. Yeah. And granted, I think they were too, but... I agree. She was in a place where she thought this was her person, and that... She was you know, sure... Yeah. Sure. And and now that I look back on and I mean none of us actually know the truth. We hear what she says. He hasn't even has he spoken out? He well he and his wife Jessica Beale made a statement shortly after like the day after cuz he was trending, everybody was dogging yeah, I on thought Justin. Jessica just said leave him and alone. Jessica but, yeah. said leave him alone. I think he made a statement that's basically like moving on, very brief. I know he did an apology a while ago, before this book, a social media apology. He said, I need to apologize to both Britney Spears and Janet Jackson for basically saying I wasn't a good human. I wasn't doing the right thing. I let the things go too far, blah, blah, blah. But to my knowledge and, and in the uh, Impact by Nightline that I watched last night on Hulu, he... To Darcy is not paid by Hulu or Nightline, <laughs> right? Or ABC News. <laughs> or we're not uh, anybody. In anybody. fact, it costs us money to we do this We are not paid podcast. to do shit. Anyway, ooh, I'm foul today. But um, to anybody's knowledge, he has not actually personally apologized to either. And this is this was a long time ago that all this stuff happened, including the Janet Jackson thing. And I like to think that people grow and I agree. mature, but and when, hopefully he did, you but know. Now that I look, and I have to tell you, what goes around and um, Crime Crimea River. River are two of my favorite Justin Timberlake yeah. songs. Yeah. But when it was, I think it's Crimea River that he says, I was just about to give you my name. Oh. And he totally made it sound like he was the victim. And, yeah. you know, he came out smelling like a rose mm -hmm. and like, what did Britney do when he actually broke up with her on a text? Two text. words. It's While over. While she was filming a music video. It's over. Mm -hmm. And they interviewed in this show, Impact by Nightline. The uh, director. Interviewed the director and how he said, 
She wasn't ready for, she was still in her sweats and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what's going on? Is everything okay? And she's like, no, because look, showed him the text. He's like, I saw it with my own eyes phone. on her flip phone. And then he said, he thought that the video was going to shut down for the day. He thought she's not going to be able to do I this. I love blah, blah, blah. this. I love what you're going to say right now. And then basically says, you know, uh, I guess she goes back to her trailer and comes out and had just packed it all away. No, he said to her, well, this is what I heard. Okay. He said to her, you could, we can shut down mm -hmm. or you can prove to him what right. he's losing. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. I and she just came out and he said mm -hmm. from the minute she stepped out of her trailer after hair and makeup and, and wardrobe, she was on fire. fire. And it was yeah. like the best yeah. video he's ever, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... This poor thing, I, this poor girl, like seriously, I've never been a Britney fan as far as her music or or the image she has portrayed, to be honest. Right. Um, it's not my thing to sell sexuality. I don't get it. But um, as a human being, by all accounts, I hear she's the sweetest girl and she and she's loves really her kids. Been, she's you know? really been done bad. She's been done dirty. She, from her parents, from, I just... Mm -hmm. And do you follow her on social media at all? I don't think I follow her, but I've seen You've questionable seen clips. But she's in a place right now where she's like, I have the opportunity to put out the me I want the world to right. see. So, it's not other people taking images of me and selling them. This is me. So I'm kind of so like, does, you do you, Brittany. Yeah, she does a lot of, I follow her on Instagram, and she does a lot of videos of her dancing in skimpy clothes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we've and all I, seen. Dancing with knives. Yeah, and I got think her a wellness check. Yeah, and I think in. she finally turned off um, comments because mm. the comments were just. But I'm sure. Man, she has been she has been done dirty, and yeah. I just I really I really hope she comes out at the end of this. Just you know, I would love for her to put out an album. She said right now she people are dying for her to put out a new album. She's like, I, I just need to be me for a it. while. Yeah. 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 She's just like, I just need to find myself and discover myself and be here for my boys. But the people you who know. you think are the good guys and... and Mm -hmm. mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's just a lot. Anyway, we are pro Britney getting her life back. Britney. 100%. Okay, speaking okay, of bad guys. We gotta guys. move. We went wax poetic there. Speaking, speaking of, of bad, bad guys. guys. Uh, uh, George uh, Santos. <laughs> why is this? Why? And this could be really quick because, yeah. I mean, we don't have a lot to talk about this, but he survived the vote to expel him from I know. the House of Congress. Here's the interesting thing. I can't even say it without laughing. I know. I'm like, why? Why? Here's why. First of all, Democrats back in May moved to expel him. Right. They didn't have the votes because, you know, it's yeah. the House. So then Republicans came around, and Democrats are like, the only reason these New York Republicans are coming around to force this vote in the first place is because... He's making them look bad. Right. Because he's they're embarrassed. in New York. They're embarrassed. And they should be. And they want to make sure that they can win. Right. But the basic reason he ends up sailing through is because at no time in history has anybody been expelled. Four um, times, I think. Without right. 
without due process. Right. There were three expelled during the Civil War and two after they oh, got convictions on public charges. Okay. So yeah. he I is technically four, yeah. charged going through due process. So they're their excuses were waiting to see what the verdict right, is. Because in America, it's you're uh, innocent until proven, proven guilty. guilty. But yeah. at what point does his 872 lies mm -hmm. that he's had? Yeah. I, I just don't under, I just. Like, I just feel like Republicans have absolutely no moral center whatsoever anymore. Not a damn one of them. So it so. was 179-4 and 213 against expelling him. Mm -hmm. Who are the 213 right. people who think he's Congress material? Right? Who think he's worth a chance? <laughs> Everybody gets a second, oh 850 oh second gosh. chance, Oh, I guess. my God. Okay. Mm. So, uh, speaking of one of the people who voted for him to keep him mm -hmm. was our, not our, the new speaker, Mike Johnson. Yeah. Mike from nowhere, Louisiana Johnson, who, by the way, is a constitutional lawyer. Yep, And should therefore, as far as I'm concerned, here's some interesting points about him. We know he's an election denier. Yep. So part of what he they has... wanted for the new speaker was for him to be way more conservative and extremist than McCarthy, and they got one. So he supports the big lie. He argued, here's the loophole he found as a constitutional lawyer. He argued that some states' changes to voting laws during COVID were unconstitutional and therefore null and void. That's his argument. And I'm like... But this happened before. Yeah. What? Uh, what? We, we've had epidemics before, you know. So, and then supported the lies about the Dominion voting systems being screwed, right. even though a court of right. law proved that that wasn't true. He consistently votes against bipartisan bills, including the infrastructure law. Right. Establishing a January 6th independent commission, the Violence Against Women Act, and the Chips and Science Act. I had to look that up. Basically, the U.S. used to uh, manufacture 40% of the world's supply of semiconductors, and now we're down to less than 10%. Right. And Taiwan oh, yeah. makes 60%, yeah. and China claims that's ours. Taiwan's ours. So it's right. a big China issue. Yeah. So this law that Biden put through is to bring more manufacturing of semiconductors back to America. So... Uh, and a couple other. Are you done? Go, go for okay. it. Okay, um, a couple of stuff, other things. <laughs> Me too. His wife is mm -hmm. one of those pray the gay away uh, mm. therapists. I didn't know that. She is a family therapist who equates being gay with bestiality, um, uh, pedophilia. Anyway, she's absolutely a pray the gay away therapist. Mm. They uh, they adopted. Well, he says they adopted a black son in 1997 when he and his wife got married, but they didn't get married till 1999. So hmm. there are no photographs, and he's talked about pretty publicly about his black son he adopted, but there are no photographs on any of his pages of his black son. What? Yes. That's oh, you didn't hear this part? Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And his name is also Michael. It's Mike 
it's also Michael. Hmm. And he said, yes, my wife and I adopted him in 1997, but then they weren't married until 1999. Interesting. Um, and he's super, super loyal to Trump, which Darcy just mm. talked about. And he himself describes himself, let me be more redundant, <laughs> as fiercely conservative. Yeah. And like you said, he's dug in many times that Trump won the election and mm -hmm. he's a, a, and he's super pro-life, mm -hmm. anti-gay, pretty, I was going to say anti-gay marriage, but he's pretty much anti-gay anything. He's anti-civil rights as a general rule. Yeah. No civil rights for anybody but white men, basically. But then he pulls he out this, he trots out this, I, I wish you guys could see my hands. <laughs> he trots out this, I she adopted like she's a black a cow. <laughs> I adopted a black son. I yeah. have, some of my friends, friends are, are Jewish. Yes, some exactly. of my friends are black. I have gay friends. He's yeah, disgusting. all that nonsense. I also noticed he co-sponsored Marjorie Trader Greene's Protect Children's Innocence Act, which would outlaw gender-affirming care under the age of 18. Uh, so that means they couldn't get their medications or anything. Right. And which, he... when they say that that is the key time. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is before you reach puberty is the key yeah. time. I'm okay with... Withholding getting surgical procedures I until 18. I agree with you 100%. Because then you're an adult, you get to make and your own you decisions. Can't, and that you can't take away. You can't take it back. And when you see but these people. But the medications people, are reversible. Right. When yeah. you see these people who now are detransitioning, which they make it seems like, seem like there are millions of kids who are, de or people who are detransitioning. Mm -hmm. It's not, but they They're make not. it seem. But. I do agree with medical procedures. I mean, you mm. can't get a tattoo till you're 18. I think that you mm. shouldn't be able to get top surgery or bottom surgery. Yeah, just because I feel like, you know, kids, their brains aren't fully formed yet. Right. But I don't like the idea of a, most of these kids know from a very early age that they feel like they're trapped in the wrong body. But I'm a boy, mommy. But I'm a girl, mommy. Right. You know, so I hate for them to, I, I can only, only imagine what it must feel like. To be in a mental state where you're, you, you're, you're assigned female at birth, but you feel like you're supposed to be like a boy. every part of you feels like every you're a man. Every part of you feels right. like you're a man. And then you hit puberty and suddenly you sprout titties and you start bleeding from your insides. And th th that is the trauma, y'all. That right. is the right. trauma, forcing them to go through that. When middle school and and pre, you know pre puberty is hard enough anyway, right? That's where the 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 dysmorphia, for lack of a better word, comes in, and I just don't want kids to have to suffer like that. And I and agree. if they, I agree, but I also know. agree that until eighteen, I do not feel like there should be yeah. Uh, surgical, but there's no harm in reversible med medications. I agree to make their experience easier. Yeah. I just don't yeah. see the problem. But anyway, let's move That's on. That's another from him. show too. Yeah. That's oh gonna be. Oh my a... gosh. Okay. So we're gonna. Ooh, we're running okay, long in you the know what? Then Let's just follow up. Let's just finish up with congratulations. Yes. To the Texas Rangers. Won the World Series for the first time in franchise history. Yes, go sports ball! <laughs> and I did watch a few of the games, and while I'm usually a National League fan, I was really happy that the Rangers won because I don't like the 
The Diamondbacks. The D-bags. Um, I mean, Diamondbacks. <laughs> and that's only because the whole pool gate. But if you're a real OG Dodger fan, you know what I'm talking about. Pool gate. But um, one of the things that made me so proud is Corey Seager, one of our guys, homegrown Dodger guy, was so amazing in the World Series. And he playing is... Playing for the Rangers? He's playing oh, for okay. the Rangers. He was traded... And Corey Seager, you done me proud. Aww. I just love an underdog story. You know, they've never won in the history of their existence. Yep. And I'm, I'm just, I'm not, you know, obviously not into the sports balling, but I, I love an underdog story. Yeah, me and too. And congratulations, you guys. And to see the moment when the game was called. I know. They were so jubilant. Yeah. And I just got chills just thinking about watching that footage and really excited for yeah. them. So I'm good for you guys. I'm always happy when non-sports ball people see something like that and they're like, <laughs> I get it. Yes. Kelly, I get your obsession. I get the moment. I get it. It's like, I remember watching the Miracle on Ice in the right, Olympics right, with right, the right. U.S. against Russia in the oh, hockey. Oh, that was amazing. An amazing, amazing moment. Oh, my gosh. And you know who we love? We love you. We love Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to us blather on. Uh-huh. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay sane. And, oh, wait a minute. I got stuff coming up. Y'all go to releasingtherose.com. Yes. I'm raising some money to release a single. Get the story there. Find out how you can help. Sorry to interrupt just Not now. Not at but all. I'm going to beg for money. Help me out. Release Give the, the single the world. Give the poor singer a penny. La, la, la. <laughs> so, okay. Now you may do our, our sign off. Stay safe. <laughs> stay sane. And healthy and hopeful. We love you. Bye. You've been listening to And Another Thing with Darcy and Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave a review on the platform you're listening at. You can follow us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Another Thing TV. Thanks for your support.